Welcome to the Lynn Sanity Podcast with Caleb Lynn, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And this is our Wednesday show once again, boys and girls. And this time, you know, we've going we've been going two guests in a row right now. Or sorry, three, as a matter of fact. And uh, the third guest is uh, none other than Zach Griffith. Zach, election night. You're coming to us from election night. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, it's it's a privilege uh, to have you on. I mean, you've been on a Sunday. You've been on a Sunday Monday show, but you've never been on a uh, on a Wednesday Linsanity or Tuesday, I guess. Now, I mean, how do you how do you feel with being on election night? Do you have any thoughts or anything you want to you want to talk about here? Never been on a midweek show, Caleb, but uh, I'm glad to be here. Glad to talk some trades and some uh, yes. Yes. trades that didn't happen. So that's exactly right. But uh, you're letting me do this this little thing I've got here. Uh, Go right ahead. <laughs> so, in the spirit of election night, right? Sure. Uh, sure. I looked up. I took the liberty of looking up some of the biggest blowouts in election history. And uh, I want you to guess the over/under of the losing candidates' electoral votes. Ooh, okay. Ooh, all right. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> suck. We <can> go ahead. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna start. 1936. Oh. Okay. All right. Franklin Roosevelt versus Alf Landon. Okay. Alf Landon destroyed. Over/under ten electoral votes for Alf Landon. Over. Under. <laughs> Eight. 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 <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Oh, 523 eight. to eight. Eight. 123 <laughs> to eight. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it'd be that big of a demolishment. Oh. Eight. Oh, yeah, that's, that's bad. That's 1964, bad. Caleb. Oh, Lyndon Johnson versus Barry Goldwater. Okay. Over under 50 electoral votes for Barry Goldwater. Keep in mind, you need 270 to win. Over under 50. <laughs> under. Over. Ah. 52. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Oh, I do I'd be bad at this though. It's fun, but I do I'd be bad. I do it. That's <laughs> why I'm the host. <laughs> 1972, Caleb. 72. Richard Nixon versus George McGovern. Okay. George McGovern over under 20 electoral votes. Let's go over. Over. Over three, Caleb. Yes. Yeah. Over yeah. three. Yes. Mark You're over now. three. Oh, I'm over three. Oh, shoot. No. <laughs> 17. <laughs> 17 electoral votes. 520. This is, to why, this is why I'm not. This is why I let the other people do the talking when it comes to electoral votes or anything <laughs> of that nature. This is why I'm the host. Two more. I'm looking at an 0 for 4. I got a feeling. All right. Come on. Two more. They're both uh, Reagan oh, elections. More. Oh, great. Okay. 1980, Ronald Reagan versus Jimmy Carter. Ooh. Jimmy Carter, over under 50 electoral votes. 
Under. You're correct. Bang, 49. Bang. I'll take 49. It. I will take it. I will take it when I can. One for four. 489 to 49, the final count. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Keep it. In the last one. I'll take it. The yeah. last one. Okay. 1984. Okay. Ronald Reagan versus Walter Mondale. Okay. I'll give you a hint. All right. Okay. Walter Mondale only won one state and Washington, D.C. That's all he won. Over under 15 electoral votes. Under. Correct. Bang, bang. 13. <laughs> Your biggest five. blowouts. Biggest Keep blowouts. Rolling. Biggest blowouts. Well, I had to think. I knew Reg- one of Reagan's was, you know, somewhat like, I mean, I knew Carter wouldn't be like too far behind, but I knew that the second, I had a feeling the second one was going to be way more behind. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I'm okay. Two for five is okay. You know, it's I'm right. swinging right. okay in the, in, in the league. That's all it's I'm respectable. doing. It's, it's definitely respectable. In baseball now these days, all they do is go one for four with a dinger. That's it. You don't do anything else. Boring. Exactly. exactly. Boring. Now, Chato uh, numbers. Yeah, no, I won't go there. <laughs> Not 30, I definitely won't go there. Uh, but anyhow, uh, you know, as Zach gets through, we did a little fun election thing. But, you know, here we are. We're here to talk about football, as you all know, uh, and Lynn Sandy. And that's what we're going to bring. We're going to bring the heat. And we got 30 on trades, 30 on preview like we normally do, is, you know, and especially with the deadline. So, Zach, I'm going to have you come at this first. And I want to talk about one particular trade from there. We'll continue on a bunch. The one deal that got done a little bit earlier in my opinion, you know, the first one that we really got to see moved was Everson Griffin to Detroit. I, I mean, I don't know what you do. Maybe Detroit just decided to take a shot here, but you know, I mean, he's a good pass rusher. Dallas obviously sucks this season, as you know. And, you know, I think for Detroit, I mean, you, you got, you got some sort of pass rush, right? I mean, you at least get, you get something. Trey flowers is now out. So, I mean, they're, they're going to need him. Uh, but this doesn't do, this isn't a playoff type of move to me, Brian. You know, this is a, this is a solid pass rusher. That's all he is. Zach, what's your take on that? Yeah. You know, the thing about the lions, they're not a terrible team. Like they're a decent team. Well, they have just, bad coaching at Derek Joseph Deke. Right. They're just significantly held back by coaching. And I think you're right. This isn't a playoff move by the lions. Uh, I think it's a fleece quite honestly. I think it's a fleece trade. The Cowboys only got a six rounder back. Everson Griffin is like pretty good. <laughs> He's pretty good. <laughs> they only got a six rounder back. Well, Jerry's got to get rid of his, you know, he, he, he didn't even want Griffin, really. They signed him so late. I mean, who knows? Maybe he didn't even want him yeah. you know, first when they signed him. And then it's like, well, now that he's good, all right, let's well, just trade him. I got a theory as to why he traded him. Randy Gregory is back, finally. And Jerry has, for whatever reason, shown an unwillingness to give up on on Randy Gregory. And now that he's back, he's just like, well, I don't well, need Griffin was, anymore. He was good. He was, he was very good in college, but he was. let's just, let's just, let's just but stop it, for a second, man. He can't stay yeah. on the field, Caleb. No, he, he cannot stay on the field. He is just. He is he is ridiculous. Cons- consistent suspense 
And always on, always on the substances, always. I mean, I mean, he is just not getting this figured out. He loves the ganja. (laughs) I didn't go there, but you did. (laughs) And 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 Gregory's, uh, you know, he was a talented player, but let's just face it. You know, Zach, this is, that's just ridiculous. You know, Griffin, a good player, but, you know, I think Dallas really wasn't going to pay him or try to even keep him next year. So I think they just said, here, we'll go, we'll take the pick and we'll move on. I think that's just all this drill deal. You know, it still came down to Detroit just gave themselves another rusher. And, you yeah. know, Patricia, who thinks he's a good defensive coach when in reality he isn't, actually he's starting to pick up somebody he's that's good. So the next deal that happened, though, uh, was Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap uh, to the Seattle Seahawks, uh, which is about time that Carlos Dunlap got out of there. I mean, you know, yeah. God, God bless. I mean, he. He is a talented pass rusher. Cincinnati was using him as the third string, and he has just been way too good for that franchise to move him into third string. I mean, he's only 31. He's only 31 years old. You're not talking about some sort of slack. You know, you're talking about a player that still has some games left in him, maybe a couple more years. It's not like six years or something, but he's at least got maybe a couple years of being a good pass rusher. I mean, this was a very smart move on Seattle's end and Cincinnati I don't even know what to say. It's just a horrible use of talent. Seattle's yeah. going to take him. He's going to be a good pass rusher for them. I love this. What What are your thoughts, Zach? Hey, Caleb, guess who the Cincinnati Bengals all-time sack leader is? Carlos is Dunlap. Him? Yeah, I mean, is it? I, <laughs> I was going to say, Dunlap. is it him? But th- this, is a, this would have been embarrassing for the Seahawks if they didn't get a deal like this done. If they didn't get him or Atkins or both, it would have been embarrassing. Yeah. Seahawks are giving up 358 yards a game. It's the most in the league. It's the most in the league. And for a team like this. This is bad. That's bad. We're going to talk about some contenders that didn't make any moves. Yeah. Seahawks made a move. Yeah, they did. This is is like a win now move. Yep, it is. This just tells me, hey, we're trying to win the Super Bowl this year. That's exactly right. We're not messing that's around. That's exactly right. Yep. Well, it's like and, getting and Adams in the offseason. That's what this right. is. This, yeah, it is. I mean, this is just another supplemental move to that. I agree with you. You know, and if you really think about it, though, Zach, every organization that made moves obviously said, we're going to try to go for a Super Bowl. You know, outside of an Isaiah Ford deal. <laughs> every team just basically, every team basically said, we're going to try to make a move to just give our, you know, a team a little bit more of a chance. And I think this is exactly what that Seattle did. This, this defense, as you mentioned, this, you know, the stats are pathetic. They don't have enough on defense outside of Jamal, but Jamal's even hurt. So they don't even have him right now. This is just a very decimated defense and getting a guy like Dunlap is just going to do a lot for them. And he, here's the thing. He may not even get a whole lot of sack sack. His presence just could be enough like because defenses aren't having to think of any defensive linemen on Seattle. They don't have right. to waste their time. Right. You know. They I mean so. they haven't had any pass rush since Clowney last year. Yeah. And Michael Bennett. Yeah. So they yeah, and You're right. Not, and, right, yeah. O-lines don't even need to think about who's coming off the edge or who's coming up the middle because nobody is. <laughs> nobody so is. So Dunlap at least gives them some pressure. Gives them something. I mean, I don't even know if it's going to change it. I don't even know if it changes their yards, but at least they're trying. That's that's really all I can. That's say all you can ask point. for if you're a fan of the Seahawks. At least exactly. at least we're trying. 
Exactly. Exactly. Because you know that team's so good. We all know that team is so good. We all know it. Now, the next trade uh, for me personally is the deal that I find, Zach, to be the most confusing and it's not close. And this is and this is the unique Ngakwe deal because yeah. I think the Ravens what are they doing? What are they doing? I mean the Ravens the Ravens have a loaded defense. And yeah. you know, obviously, you know, COVID is making it a little weird this week, so they're probably thankful. But like, you know, that they have Ngakwe, they trade for him. Okay, I get that. But like, let's think about this for a second. The Ravens defense is what they've put all their draft capital into. They traded for Calais Campbell. They've gotten Earl Thomas over the years. This is a defense that for some reason is really good, but the Ravens don't think is good enough. When they have many, many, many problems on offense, they continue to fix a defense that has no business getting fixed. I mean, this is a good player and they didn't trade a lot to get him in my opinion, Zach, but this is the Ravens needed to focus on offense, not defense. They just don't understand the the reason they did it. Zach is because they know that unique will sign back with them used to play uh, at Maryland and college. I mean, there's a lot of connection, which is I think a big influence of why they did it in the first place, but give me a break when you're telling me that the Ravens felt like they need to prioritize unique and Gakwe over getting a wide receiver <laughs> right now, because I'm sick and tired of seeing Willie Sneed. I'm sick and tired of seeing miles Boykin tech. Well, I agree with you that they had more glaring needs in this. I mean, their defense really didn't need any work, but I'll defend the Ngakwe trade for them just for a little, a little bit because Go ahead. he's only 25. It's really right. good. He's got five sacks this year and only eight games. And you mentioned Calais Campbell. Solid chance he retires after this year. Solid chance. I mean, he's been There's in the league since 2008. Yeah, that's an argument. So yeah. I could hear that. It yeah. could be more of a move for the future uh-huh. instead of now. Right. So I'll defend it from that. But for the Vikings, what are you doing? Vikings. Third worst defense in the NFL in terms of yards allowed. I don't, I don't like that at all for them. And what they get back? A late round pick? Yeah. Like a fifth round or something? En- that's that's not enough. I that's not it. That's just not enough. It makes me exactly. think they're It's not enough. Yep. And they shouldn't be. And I'll make that argument. Like they they traded the Vikings really? trade Ngakwe to the Ravens for a 2021 third round pick and a 2022 conditional fifth round pick. This is I mean, Zach, I don't think they, they don't have tanking. I don't, I don't think they're that they're that bad of a team as we saw last week. Like, I think, you know, would it shock me if they had a little bit of a stretch where they could have maybe done something? No. And this, you already invested in it. And Zach, if you had Ngakwe next season with Daniil Hunter. Yeah. I mean, for real? Like that is one of the best one-two punches in the league. Well, but you didn't, even, you didn't even get, you didn't even get, you didn't even give them a chance, Zach. You didn't even give them a chance. You didn't even give the you didn't even give the two a chance to play with each other because yeah. you, you for some reason they're being ridiculous. This is the same team that let Xavier Rhodes walk. Oh, okay. Xavier Rhodes has proven for the Colts this year. Believe me, I've seen it. Sure, you have. That he's still a number one corner. Yep. Now he didn't have a great game against Detroit, but he's still a number one corner to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I would argue the Vikings should be tanking because if you can wow. get. Yeah, if you can lock if up a top do. three pick and get a chance oh, at like Justin oh. Fields, 
Uh, <laughs> as you, me, and Bryce have discussed in our group chat. That will be that will be nasty. It makes it worth it, man. Oh, I mean, that's the reason that I think they may have done it. That's the reason that they may have done what that. What are they, two you and know, six? Yeah. Two and yeah. seven? Yeah, yeah, two and six. I I mean, I agree with you on that, though. I mean, if they really feel like they can get dry, they get like top three or four, and you have yeah. a chance to pull the trigger on a guy like this. I mean, Zach, what that does for their team is unreal. Like, that is a yeah. really good team. You give them a third, re- you give them a third receiver. Oh, geez. Come on now. Oh, geez. You give them Terrence Marshall from LSU. See, I thought they were that's, a sleeper candidate for uh, Antonio Brown. I thought they could have been a sleeper candidate. Yeah, he wouldn't have helped them out this year because let's be honest, Kirk Cousins is not going to get him the ball. Yeah. Be able to get him yeah. the ball. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. There's a hole there. There's a hole there. But and he could have maybe filled that. You know. Yeah. If you say they go 3-13. and 13, Sure. Right. Which I – I don't. Know, I think they'll do better than that. Hopefully, yeah. I think hopefully. they have enough talent to do better than that. But you got to think they would. Yeah. <laughs> Say they go three and thirteen. Sure. Get a get a top three pick. You could get Justin Fields. Oh, you so could. You so. I don't could. think you get Lawrence. Probably. Well, not. I don't, Lawrence is going number one, but I think you yep. get Fields. Who I think it's someone is well, not, unless he just tells the Jets, "Hey, I'm not playing for you." Right, unless he pulls because we all know the Jets are going number one. Yeah, but if sixteen is the safest bet in sports right now, there's a yeah, it is. It's it's, (laughs) and I I think when you look at the number two or even number three pick, I mean, if Minnesota gets that, yeah, you got to pull the trigger. You have to. You 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 just have to. Kirk Cousins has obviously not been your answer, and I, you know, Zach, I would love to see a Justin Fields, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Oh, geez. Offense, and if they can get a big time tight end as well, yeah. Well, but I mean, they don't even have a bad, bad one. I mean, Irv Smith is not bad. And it's just get him the ball. Like Kirk Cousins Kyle Rudolph's not bad. Like, yeah, he's not. Both those guys aren't. Just get, get him, him the, ball. the ball. And Kirk yeah. Cousins is a lousy quarterback right now. And they used to have a bad offensive line. They don't have a bad offensive line. They don't. When Dalvin Cook can run over the stinky Green Bay Packers defense, it just makes me want to sm- – I mean, that is just some crap all over that defense. I don't want any part of it. The odor is too much, Zach. Kirk Cousins is out of excuses, Caleb. He's he out of excuses. He has the weapons. I agree. He has the offensive line. I agree. What are the excuses now? No, and he already got the bag. Yeah. It's bad. You got to move on. Got to move yeah. on. Yeah. And the Titans in the AFC South also made a move. And uh, I know that, you know, disappoints you to the slightest, uh, Zach Griffith, because yeah. Desmond King uh, is now a part of this Tennessee Titans defense. And he's always been talented. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of years, I feel like he's kind of not really found a role, I would say. Uh, but I, I don't think anyone dismissed the talent level of this guy. He's 25. He's, you know, he's been a pro bowler. This guy's good. This guy's good. He was an all pro in 2018. He's really good. But 2019, he kind of faded out. Wasn't the exact same guy. But I mean, this is a really low risk reward move for. I mean, you're trading a six round pick for a guy that was an all pro team. <laughs> what I mean, honestly, the Titans made a great move by trying to get this guy. Obviously, he was disgruntled with the Chargers, or you wouldn't have moved him for just six. That I'm I'm kind of playing devil's advocate today. Okay. The whole Chargers team kind of faded in 2019. 2018, they went 12 and four. They were a playoff yeah. team. 
Yeah. 2019, I don't know what happened because it was pretty much the same team. I know Melvin it was Gordon. A, yeah. Melvin Gordon held out a little bit, but. Yeah, he did. But it wasn't enough to make you that bad. Right. You still had yeah. Eckler. I mean, yeah. it's pretty much the same Pretty team. good team. Yeah. And they all kind of faded. I don't know what happened. Rivers took a step back, but. Yeah. Pretty much the same exactly. team. Yeah. But I like this move with the Titans because, you know, I think you're right. Low risk, low reward. Low risk, high reward. I mean, yeah. Uh, and or Dory Jackson's hurt for them. Yeah, he's on IR. It's a great point. It's a great point. So it makes up for that. Yeah. And they, I mean, their secondary just got burnt by the Bengals this week. Yeah. And I know we don't think of the Bengals as a good team, but they have good receivers. Great receivers. A great young receivers. Trio of receivers. Too. Yeah. For the I besides AJ that. Green, young sure. receivers. Yeah. So I think that set off some uh, alarm bells. With the Titans. Yeah, it like, did. We need some help back here. Yeah, it did. It did. I mean, because so, if T. Higgins like and Tyler Boyd are going to cook you up. Yeah. Right. So. I like the move. It's a good, yeah. I like that move. It's it's well done. Both teams got what they wanted. I think the Chargers wanted out for quite a while. Titans just took advantage of it while he was out there. Now, this, this move, not even close. Not even close. My favorite move. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. Oh. This is a lay-in. This is a lay-in in terms of how ridiculously stupid I believe this this move is. I I, I don't even know why the 49ers just got rid of Quan Alexander. Like <laughs> they they got rid of him like he's a prickle. And it's because they have Fred Warder, but with all due respect, <laughs> like, you know, they've they've always struggled to use him. I you know, but I mean here's the thing, you know, somehow, some way. The New Orleans Saints, somehow, someway. I just want to, let's just clarify this for a second. They traded for Quad Alexander, good player, for a fifth round pick and Kiko Alonzo. Right. Kiko Alonzo. That Alonzo. Kiko Alonzo. Yeah, and they got say past Juan his prime. Alexander. Oh. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, Zach. I mean, that's a good piece for that defense. It's a great Him and Demario Davis, Saints. Zach. Yeah, no shit. It's a great move for the Saints. I'm kind of with you here. I don't know what the 49ers are doing. The only defense I have for the Niners here is that Quan's had some trouble staying on the field. Yeah. I looked it up. Only 19 games in the last three seasons. They paid him a lot, too. They paid him a lot. And they have a... Uh, Warner. Yeah, Fred right. Warner. Very good. He's very so, good. Yep. He's very good, but I need more than one good linebacker. I, if I'm no kidding. No <laughs> kidding. I mean, like this is and here's the thing. Like they traded him. He's 26. Right. And they eat up all the money. Right. The Saints aren't paying him, Zach. <laughs> the, literally, the Saints don't pay him. It doesn't make gonna, sense from that point of view because they're going to have to pay Bosa gonna, soon. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to have to pay Thomas soon. And you're just eating money now. You're just and eating you're eating money. money. Yeah. It, you're, look at the the Saints. The Saints are going to pay him. The Saints are going to pay him from if I'm looking at this correctly, uh, five hundred sixteen thousand dollars. Oh my! The rest of this, this season. Year? Now the oh, key, Jesus. the key though is the cap. I don't know. It's something to keep an eye on. Is the salary in 2021 and 2022 because that's when it kicks up. Okay. And maybe that's what they were trying to get rid of, but I'm not exactly sure. 
Um, I, I could be looking at that from a different range because he's supposed to get 12 million in 2021, 12 million in 2022. That's a little bit, that's a little bit of money right there for the saints. And they already like to pay cash to a bunch of players, but yeah, they do. maybe they get, maybe they get something out of this. <laughs> I mean, th- this is definitely worth a shot at five hundred sixteen thousand dollars. He's a he's a linebacker that is going to be a total machine, and I mean, right. hopefully, he just gets back to what he was in Tampa Bay, which was a very underrated linebacker uh, with Levante David. And I mean, Davis is very good. It's not like he's got the pressure to be the best. He just needs to come in and give you a little bit. And right. he's the best second linebacker I think the Saints have had in a while. Unless you're oh, a big AJ Klein guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, but okay, all right. I, I I'm with you, man. I like I like this move for the Saints. Linebackers are clearly the biggest hole in their uh, defense. I agree. Which is a that. pretty good defense. It is a good defense. You know, it good pass good. rush, good secondary. Yeah. And other than Davis, you don't have any linebackers. So exactly. I like the move for them, especially with the fucking salary cap aspect of it. I mean, you're paying nothing. I mean, the Saints have no problem. Benson has no problem handing out money. She'll hand out money left and right. This is nothing to her. This is, like like you said, Pringles. This is Pringles to her. She doesn't even care. So... I think this is another one of those win now moves. All she wants is a Super Bowl. That's the truth. That's all she wants. That's all she wants. <laughs> I think this is another one of those win now moves we're talking about. It is. Like it is a win now move. That is a win now move. You don't make that unless you think you you've got a step. And here's the thing, you know, even though the Saints haven't been exactly what everybody thought they would be, they're still a really good football team. They're Very contender. possible they can win the division still and they're be still exactly contender. what everybody thought they would be. Right. Right. You know, and then somehow the New York Jets continue to suck. And, you know, here's actually speaking of speaking of this, Zach, Steve McClendon traded to, you know, Tampa, traded Tampa, D lineman, very good D lineman. Avery Williamson, very good linebacker. They just said he's Dumpsville and they moved him to a defense that probably didn't need anything in the Pittsburgh Steelers. They, the Pittsburgh Steelers are just getting an insane Devin Bush replacement. I mean, like I, what, a, what, a, I mean, the jets are just giving out these guys for free. You know, McClendon was a decent D lineman. Uh, I mean, they're keeping Quentin Williams. That's the only piece uh, that I think is even worth. Maybe Marcus may is, is worth considering in terms Good of keeping God. for the jets. But they just got rid of every veteran player uh, that you could think of on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, just, I mean, what do you think of those two moves, Williamson and McClendon? The Avery Williamson one is, for the Steelers, it's great. It's a great move. Because, like you said, they, Devin Bush, I think he's out for the year. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. So they replace yeah. him. Right. Avery Williamson, 59 combined tackles this season, only eight Good games. Play. Good player. Uh, and I don't even know if we could say the Jets are tanking because the, I think this is just an incompetent move. It's an because look at the, let me read the details off. The Jets I don't know get, what's going on in New York. I have no idea. I, like the Jets only got a fifth round pick. They sent back a seventh round pick to the Steelers with Williamson. So the Steelers got Williamson <laughs> and the seventh round draft pick for a fifth round pick. I mean, the Jets, that's a horrible deal. And the, Steel, the Steelers were like, all right, we'll just take it. He's too good of a player. We'll take it. We'll take you're, it. You're helping out, you know, 
second an undefeated team. The best or second best team in the AFC. It depends on what you think of the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Team. What are you doing? It's and then bad. you see uh, our friend Bryce Shaddy sent a tweet today. I think it was the Almost. GM of the Jets. He oh. said <laughs> he said something like, Man, I really underestimated Robbie Anderson's value. No shit. <laughs> no shit, brother. <laughs> Look at us, Caleb. Look at us. We're sitting here laughing at the Jets. Jameson Crowder's the best guy. Which, Uh, all due respect, all due respect, Crowder's having a good season. And you know what they should have done? You know what they should have done, Zach? Trade Jameson Crowder on the trade deadline. They didn't do that. But anyway, they traded two good defensive pieces. McClendon gives the Bucs a very good rotational D-line. And especially with Bea out of the picture for this season. And then Williamson is just filling in that Devin Bush role, which is just absolutely insane because, you know, even if they had Vince Williams, you know, come in and do that second linebacker role, that would have been fine. But Williamson, I mean, come on, he's on a whole nother ball game and it's incredibly well done. And uh, Zach, we got, we got the biggest losers and I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off with this. I'm going to start off with this team. Uh, You've hated their guts. Uh, for quite a while. So I'm not, I, you may say them, but, but I think you'll go a different direction. It's pathetic. The Texans didn't get a trade in. <laughs> Brandon cooks, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb. I mean, whatever you think of Kenny stills, apparently teams like <laughs> whatever, whatever you think the fact that they don't get rid of any of those guys. When they suck so bad, they have no draft compensation, and you don't get out of one of them. Atrocious. It's atrocious. The other team that I don't understand for the life of me is my Twitter notifications with NFL should have been flooded with New York Jets trades. Flooded. Flooded. Two isn't even enough. You have Jameson Crowder, <laughs> good piece. Trade him. Trade right. him. Trade him to the Ravens. Trade him to a team need of receiver help. No, you didn't do that. You kept him. Why? I don't know. You this both of these teams, the Jets made trades, but the Jets absolutely screwed themselves in the butt. They they didn't they didn't do any. The giving rid of a seventh round pick with Avery Williamson. That's a horrible move. McClendon's a a good D lineman. So you just got rid of him because you need to get rid of him, which I understand. That's not a bad move, but get rid of Jamison Crowder, get rid of Brian Poole. get rid of these players that are solid for you and get draft compensation. Get something back. Suck. You suck. Get something back. They all need to get the sack. <laughs> now moving forward, Zach, who are your biggest losers besides these two teams that I mentioned? Well, one of them is the Texans. That's because, fair. That's fair. okay, as it's well documented, they don't have any first round draft picks this year, and I, I don't no, think they have any yeah. next year either. They probably don't. Without so, Bill is, and I have a damning, damning quote from Romeo Cornell here, <laughs> the interim head oh, coach yeah. of the Houston Texans. Romeo Cornell says, yeah. "I don't even think about the trade deadline." <laughs> about it Caleb he doesn't even answer the phone (laughs) what are we doing Romeo that's bad that's bad (laughs) and you had 
a team that on paper should have been willing to give up a first round pick for a guy like Will Fuller, the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Who you don't know a stat, Caleb? I, it's, I don't. I don't. It's not an exact stat, but I saw some kind of statistic where on ESPN, Devontae Adams had 500 receiving yards this year, and the rest of the Packers receivers had 600. That is horrible. That is horrid. <laughs> and so, that's embarrassing that Will Fuller is not. And here's the thing, Zach. I I understand the criticism of Will Fuller not getting moved to Green Bay, but li- literally, Zach, the Packers receivers suck so bad that any of the Texans' wide receivers, if they would have gone to Green Bay, would have been their second-best receiver. Yeah. Any of those guys I mentioned, Kenny Stills, right. Randall Cobb, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Will Fuller, any of those guys, literally any of those guys, if they get traded, they're the second best wide receiver. Yeah. I don't understand why that didn't get done. I don't know why I, they were so hesitant, Green Bay, that is. I don't know why they're so hesitant to just say, yeah, we'll throw you a first for – because clearly they don't care about first-round no, picks they don't. they're they, drafting they, quarterbacks. They very much don't care. No. <laughs> So I don't know. Just no. throw him a first rounder for Will Fuller. <laughs> he's a deep threat. He's a good route runner. I don't know what you're doing. I mean, I, I don't know if I would have flipped. The, I don't know if I would have flipped the first, but I mean, I definitely would have thrown. I would have decent thrown draft capital. You think Fuller's that good? Not, not that he's that good. I just, I would have thrown a first to get a guy because the Packers are trying to win the Super Bowl this year, right? I would have thrown a first. So you're to thinking whatever you, it so takes you, to get this okay. guy. Who okay, can so you think maybe get us the over clock. the top. You think they're under the? You think they're, they're def- on the clock? They're definitely okay. on the clock. Okay, that's fair. Okay, I mean, I see where you're going with it. I, I personally would not. I lean maybe towards second, maybe even third. I'm not trying to bait my first rounder, but I mean, I know what you mean. You know, if you're under the clock, you're trying to win a Super Bowl. You know, go get the guy, and you know, right. I, I don't understand why you don't do that. That, that was a horrible deal on Houston's end. I, another team uh, that I was very disappointed in, and. I understand it was – they've really never done anything in the deadline. Uh, but, Zach, I, it's favorite team. Colts didn't do any contacts. No surprise, they didn't, they didn't. They didn't try. They didn't make a move. And it's no I know it's not. I know it's not. But there were, a lot of, there were a lot of things offensively that I thought they may have even just taken a look at. Kind of disappointing. They didn't even really – didn't seem like they really tried. Uh, just seemed they as didn't. if they were very uh, uh, relaxed. And complacent, even though Tennessee made a strike, they didn't. Uh, I, I come on. I, I mean, you know, do something. That's all I'm saying. Do something. Right. Um, you know, I think really this was a a deadline full of you know teams that you could make an argument. Like, I mean, there's teams out there that I think could have probably sold some guys uh, that didn't do so. Uh, right. I, to be honest, this was a very this was not what I expected. About Ryan Kerrigan. Um, uh, Ryan, I mean, Washington didn't do enough. I agree. Kerrigan did not do enough. That 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 should have been a good move for somebody, and that didn't get that didn't happen. Uh, I I think if you really wanted to fetch something, you know, because there's a lot of dumb GMs out there. If you really wanted to oh, fetch yeah, something, Zach, I mean, why in the world? I mean, do, do you think that Denver is going to be good in the next couple seasons? No. I mean, is it worth possibly getting rid of a player like? You know, Chubb or Simmons? 
I'm just saying, I just don't think that got talked about enough. And that's a really bad team and doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. Maybe it would have, I don't, that's just me. I know that the two of them are very young, so I can understand the pushback, but I mean, come on, you know, and there were some teams out there that, in my opinion, should have sold, uh, should have looked to do something uh, and didn't. And didn't. And those two were, in, in particular, highlights for me. Uh, I think, Zach, another team you could seriously make an argument with is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, could have made some moves because here's the, here's the thing with Jacksonville. Here's the thing with Jacksonville. What you suck. You suck. Jacksonville yeah. sucks. Let's just make that point. You're a horrible coach. You're a horrible front office. So I understand why you don't make a move. But I mean, let's let's think of it from this perspective. No, let's think of it from this perspective. What if you put DJ Chark on the block right now? What do you get for him? Well, make it for him. I'm getting. I think I, it, it, Green Bay know. gets DJ Chark. How good they are? How good are they? They're instantly better. That's all I'm saying. Why didn't Jacksonville? Why didn't Jacksonville say we're open for business? We have LaVisca Chenault, who I, who we really like. They really like him. Right. They really like him. DJ Chark has been on the downhill. I don't know what's going on. They're just not getting the ball. Okay. Nope. And if you want to, if you want to sit there and tell me that, you know, they, they like some of these other guys around Chark more. All I'm saying is I just think these teams should have been listening. You don't even have to make a move. Just listen. You suck right. so bad. So listen, it's, right. it's really bad on both really bad. Really, really bad. Uh, teams that sucked didn't do enough. Teams that <laughs> no. won played chicken. That's just what it came they down did. to. They played chicken. Besides, I think the Saints, in my opinion, if you rank the teams, the Saints, in my opinion, made the best move because they got rid of jack crap. Seahawks. I think the 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 Steelers second because of Williamson. They stole him like a McDonald's value meal. And then Carlos Dunlap. I mean, they just took Cincinnati to the playground. That's that's all they yeah. that's all they did there. I mean, literally, those three, in my opinion, are the tops in terms of impact. You have anything to say more, Zach? Yeah, I, I got some uh, some potential trades that I thought of that didn't happen. Go ahead, uh, Zach Ertz to the Cardinals. Would have liked that. I mean, the Eagles are for whatever reason very willing would've, to give up on Zach Ertz. Would have liked that. And then yes. I can't even name yes. a Cardinals tight end. No, no, you can't. You can't because Max Williams is the best tight end on the Cardinals. <laughs> and you, you got to, and you know, it was a valid point that Ryan made two weeks uh, last week. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. It was one of them. It was a great point. Yeah. Why isn't, why was that not being negotiated or at least talked about? I mean, obviously the Giants don't use Ingram very well, even though he did play somewhat good uh, last week and they yeah. actually used him well. Uh, but I mean, I agree with you. Eagles suck so bad, and why are you not? And you don't even want to use them because you think Dallas Goddard's all that good. And apparently, you want to give Richard Rodgers all these snaps. So just, just bring it, bring it. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, let's just trade Zach Ertz to a team that uses him. I, I got another one here. Go ahead. So the Dolphins are not using Jordan Howard at all. Not too okay. long ago, Jordan Howard was a top ten running back. He was not bad. No, he was not bad. He was very good. I thought the Rams could have been a contender to trade for Jordan Howard. I like Henderson, though. That guy. I like Henderson. I th- that's why I think they didn't do it. They yeah, like Henderson they like a lot. Him. Yep. And I and they and I think they invested draft capital in Acres. I think they want to see that one two punch work out. Yeah. But I see I see the logic though, because I mean I've always felt like they needed that extra step in the backfield and they 
you know, whether that was how, I don't know who it was, but maybe they get it from Henderson uh, by the end of the season. He's had some good games and Akers is a very talented player that came out of Florida state uh, for them this year. He just has been hurt. So I, I would be curious to see, if Howard gets moved, what he would be like, but I think he's going to get moved. I, I mean, they don't use him and they don't use him. Gaskin gets everything. Now the, thing, with, the thing to keep in mind though, Zach is Gaskin is out for a couple of weeks with an injury. Very oh. possible. We could be seeing some Jordan Howard sighting next week. You would think, man. And I mean, that would be, just, that would, he's been healthy. Yeah. He's been a healthy scratch. Healthy like scratch. Two weeks. Yeah, I mean, you got to think they try to use him next week. I, it's the only thing I can say. Maybe they they had a gut feeling that Gaston uh, was going to be out for that long, and Howard they wanted to come in and step up. So I got one more for you. Yeah, go ahead. New England Patriots. Uh, clearly, the Bengals weren't asking much for their star players if they gave Carlos Dunlap up for nothing. Yeah. How come the Patriots didn't get AJ Green? I don't know, but I kind of like it. Kind of like that you went out from that Ross. perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. That's they said a team they that got Isaiah Ford. Talent. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, I like Ford. I don't think Ford's bad, but the Bengals obviously have an abundance. And if you get one of those guys off your salaries, you. I agree. I don't think it's that crazy to say that. It's a very good point. I, I hear nothing to dismiss there. Edelman's garbage. Uh, Harry's been struggling. Jacoby Myers was your third best receiver. Just stop. Um, Just stop. They, a revamp would have been necessary. Oh, yeah. I think I think John Ross would have been very fascinating. I would have liked to have seen that. I think right. that's that would have been a nice player with Belichick. Really, really would have. That would have been a really nice fit. It's a good point. Uh, good looks there. Trade deadline. Not exactly what everybody thought it would be, but Uneventful. there were some good moves. Yeah. There were some good moves, but nothing, you know, huge. And, uh, you know, Zach, that leads me, you know, to our, you know, our previews that we always do. And uh, yeah. we'll start with the Ravens and the Colts. Ravens basically losing everybody to COVID right now, unfortunately. And the Colts are, you know, they're tied for first place in division. And, you know, for the Ravens, this is a tough test. Obviously you, you do lose to Pittsburgh last week in that tight one. And I, I mean, if the Ravens are out Zach with, with so many guys in COVID, you have to think that the Indianapolis Colts have to capitalize against a very good Baltimore Ravens team when they don't have enough. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this particular matchup? And is it possible that we could see the Ravens sneak it out with all these guys in COVID? It's possible, but I think there are three-point favorites, which, um, yeah. if all the guys were healthy. You like that, though? A little too low of a line if yeah. all the guys were healthy, but yeah, I like the Colts. I mean, I'm, a, I mean, I'm obviously a Colts homer, but yeah, yeah you, it's a very winnable game. I mean, the Colts are one of those teams, they hinge on their quarterback play. If the quarterback doesn't play well... That's an omen of whether it or not is. they're going to win the game. It's exactly right. It's so decision-making. Right. Yeah. So I think with Humphrey out and uh, Judon's out too, I think. Yeah. They're losing a lot of pieces. I mean, literally, they got to take advantage of that. That is a huge amount of pieces that have – I mean, look, listen to this. The seven players on this list. Listen to this. Matthew Judon. Patrick Queen. LJ Ford, 
Malik Harrison, Tyus Bowser, Deshaun Elliott, Terrell Bonds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's big losses. And, and if real you quick, look at the two losses, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, I got a little bit breaking news here. The Titans just released Vic Beasley, Zach. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? I guess he didn't do enough of them. Uh, I guess total bust is what uh, the word on the street. Uh, he was late through trading camp, three what? tackles across five games, bottom three in sacks through eight weeks, and uh, he's, he's gone. He's gone. So Titans well, obviously didn't make the right move on defense. Ed. I don't somebody say. will pick him up. You would think somebody should. Yep. But going back to this game, Colts. <sighs> if you look at the two games we've lost, yeah, Rivers has played like shit in those two games. <laughs> the Jacksonville game and the Cleveland game. Yes. Now, the Jacksonville game is not totally on him. Uh-huh. The Cleveland game is all on him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. The Cleveland game is all on him. I mean, that safety yeah. was just, uh, I wanted to gouge my eyes out. That was horrible. <laughs> but I, there's no reason. Colts, I think even with the injury, the COVID things, the Ravens are a better team than us, but I don't yeah. see any reason why the Colts I agree. shouldn't win this game. Yep. And yep. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, so I saw Frank Reich said he had an ankle injury, so... I wonder if that's going to hobble him at all. Yeah. They, well, I saw a lot of uh, Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines, which I don't like, but <laughs> they played well. What are you going to do? They played well. Yep. yep. So I think yep. the Colts, don't be shocked if the Colts win this game, especially with how shaky Lamar's been. It's a very good point. Lamar's been shaky. This will be a good game. And uh, it'll be at Colts. Ronnie Stanley injury. Yeah. Yeah. That's Colts a massive get some one. pressure, baby. Yeah, they are. And that's a good D line and and you know, they'll they'll make you pay. They'll make you pay. This will be a close one. Uh but then Sunday night, uh what do you think? I, I'd rather watch Eagles Cowboys than what's on this week. What do you think, Zach? <laughs> oh, you mean Monday night? Oh yeah, well, Monday night too. Monday <laughs> night, but I'd rather Monday night too. That's valid. Uh but Bucks and Saints are on Sunday night, which is obviously a clash of the NFC South top teams. Best and division. One of the best divisions. And one of the best. One of the best. I was about to say, let's come on. Let's hold the brakes a little NFC bit. But, you know, the, the best. Yeah. I mean, but the Saints and Bucks, that's a good one-two. Good punch there. Obviously, both teams know how to play. Yeah. Uh, they're going to play their style. Uh, Bucks got lucky uh, against the Giants, point blank. Uh, and that's why I'm going to pick the New Orleans Saints over Tampa Bay on the road. Because I don't, I think, I think when you look at Tampa, they didn't look good last week. I don't care if they get AB back. I like the Saints, if my, especially if they get Michael Thomas back. I like the Saints because I think he's going to want to come out and show why he's one of the best receivers in this league. And and I think he's underrated. I think he's yeah. underrated because of this Somehow. injury. I think he's underrated because of this. I think people are dismissing him. I think we're ignoring him a little bit because of the the fact we just haven't seen him in a while. And I think he's going to show us what's up. Give me the give me the Saints over the Bucks. What are your thoughts, Zach? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. Give me the Saints over the Buccaneers. Not that the Buccaneers, I mean, in my opinion, the Buccaneers are like one of the, they might be the most complete team in the NFL. I mean, they really the might Bucks. be. The Bucs, yeah. I agree with that. I agree. But I just think the Saints offense is a little bit better, especially with Camara and, and if Michael Thomas comes back. And Sanders as well. And Sanders. Big piece, yeah. 
And Jared Jared Cook's playing well. Sure. So sure. shout out Jared Cook, fantasy tight end. I don't know. I mean, Wayne Gallman kind of low-key shredded the Buccaneers defense on Monday. <laughs> so what's Alvin Kamara gonna do? Yeah, a whole lot worse. <laughs> He's going to he come gonna in do? and crash the party on the Bucks defense. I mean, I thought Wayne Gallman kind of dominated them. You, yeah, you need more. <laughs> you, no, you, no, it's a good point. You need more. The second level of the Bucks defense is stupid. The third yeah, level's been, you know, in terms of how good it is. And the third defense is just the third level's got a lot of young guys. You know, if they face Michael Thomas, I'm not betting on them against them. I mean, come on. Right. I mean, Tampa came. Carlton Davis on Michael Thomas. Carlton Davis, good player this year, but come on, give me Michael Thomas. Come on. <laughs> the Tampa came within a uh, one referee fuck up of losing to the Giants. <laughs> I mean, they came that's back all. close to losing to the Giants. That's that's really all that needs to be said on that one. I feel like you you made that point pretty clear. Uh, Seattle, Buffalo. Yeah, um, that's a good game. Uh, you know. Bryce Shaddy, my co-host on uh, Mondays, uh, critiques Josh Allen for not having a big schedule. This is yeah. a big game for Josh Allen and Huge for his game. haters. And uh, Seattle on the road. Seattle, obviously, they're Seattle. They're a very good football team. It's tough not to pick them. However, kind of like the matchup for Buffalo. Actually, it's not even a kind of. I like it a lot. They're going to throw it. They're going to throw it a lot. Yeah. Seattle's secondary sucks. They're going to throw that. If you got Stephon Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley, potential legit fantasy starters this week. I mean, this is going to be, and and now the contradict that though, the Bills defense has not been the same as normal. So, I mean, you can make that case on me too, but I could see Josh Allen throw a lot and have a lot of success against Seattle. So I kind of think Buffalo might be able to do this. I mean, Zach, what are your, what are your thoughts on that little Odd prediction I got there. Yeah, I think they could be able to pull it off. I think it's going to be a shootout, Caleb. I'd like to see it. I think this game's going to be a shootout because, yeah. like yeah. you said, Bill's defense hasn't been great the past couple of weeks. I know they played some good teams besides <laughs> not counting the Patriots. They played some good teams. They don't count the Patriots good. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, it's, you, fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Even though but, Belichick, Belichick means more than Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. I guess he does, but let's let's look at the record. Go on, <laughs> go on. Take the away. Seahawks, you know, they traded for Dunlap, but they still, for the most part, don't have a defense. No. Until Adams, until Adams comes back. So, I think it's going to be a shootout, and in a shootout, I'm taking Russell Wilson. Yeah, uh, yeah, I get it. I get. But it. I agree. The Bills. I do think it's a shootout. Yeah, if you think it's a shootout, I, I get it. I just for there some could reason, be over I, sixty points in yeah, this game. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like. In this game, it should be a fun one. Yeah, uh, you know, from the one o'clock, uh, Titans and Bears uh, next on the list for us. I I really think that this game's got a chance, and I think it's got a chance to be really good as long as Chicago's healthy. Tennessee, I do I do not think I am. You know, if I'm on a one to ten on the panic, give me like a seven on the Titans right now. Right, I, I'm not on them right now. That you, it's inexcusable to lose to Cincinnati the way they did. Uh, and they were never would in not shock. Would not shock me if Chicago comes in and beats them. Yeah, they play. If I'm not mistaken, they're going to play them at 
they're going to play him at Tennessee, which obviously benefits the Titans because it's at home, but would not be surprised. I would say that it's going to be a very close game, something in the 17 to 13 range. I'll lean towards Tennessee, but you could easily flip it to the other side with the Bears with the 17 to 13 game. I just think it's going to be close like that. Both teams, I think, have good defenses. I don't think anybody's thrown over the top of anybody a huge amount. Well, I'm rooting for the Bears. Because if uh, well, sure you are, Get if we beat Baltimore, <laughs> we're in first place, baby. Uh, hey, it. my thirteen and three prediction still stands. It still, it still stands. stands. It, yeah, <laughs> that's a really it's still possible. It's still possible, take, Caleb. Possible. It, okay, but all right. You know, we all know the Bears are the most fraudulent team in terms of their record. You know, they're not as good as their record would indicate. Matt Nagy's such an innovative mind, though, Zach. He is. He's very innovative mind. I mean, David Montgomery's explosiveness is unreal. It's unreal. And Cole Komet. I mean, Cole Komet has just shown out this season. He really yeah, what has. a draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> what a draft pick. They have eight tight ends, but hey, I got to go get Cole Komet. But in all seriousness, in the second half of that Saints game, Nick Foles played well. Yeah, he did. He played pretty well. Yeah, he did. Good point. And I think the Titans' defense is not as good as the Saints' defense. It's not. So, I, th- I agree with you. Like, every Bears game is going to be kind of low scoring. But, yeah, you know, at some point, the offense has to pick up the slack. And yeah. if you're going to do it, this would be the time to do it. I mean, especially with the Packers' loss last exactly. week. They have some extra motivation. They're still in the division race. Yeah. I'm going to take the Bears in this game. I'm going to take the Bears. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything Bears. Yep. I don't, I won't disagree with that. And then lastly, just a quick one, Dolphins, you know, looking good with Tua, even though Tua kind of sucked, they did win, but that was mostly because of the defense. Uh, The Cardinals, they're at home. Give me Arizona. In fact, give me them big. Arizona wins two touchdowns in my opinion, but this should be a good game to kind of see, you know, again, Let's just see Miami a little bit with two. I feel like last week was a little bit weird. Defense played very well. I'm not not thinking that the defense will be as good as they were last week. Uh, no. So that's why I got Arizona winning big over Miami. Yeah, it could be a trap game. Could be, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not totally buying into that. Of course not. I think. What's the What's the news on Chandler Jones? He's out, man. He's out for the season. That's a that's a big loss. Talking oh, about a team damn. that needed to fix some pass rushing. I didn't know if he was out for the season or not. Maybe they go get Vic Beasley and take a shot at him, Zach. It'd be worth it. That would be worth it. <clears throat> but could be a trap game. I don't think so. I think it's close in the first half, and I think the, I think the Cardinals pull away in the second half. I agree. Yep. Yep. Start DeAndre. Start probably. I mean, maybe, maybe look at you know starting start DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. 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 I mean, but you always should, obviously. Yeah. So uh, you know, with that said, uh, Zach Griffith, uh, this was a fun little uh, episode yeah. on uh, on a Wednesday Wednesday afternoon, and uh, you know, we we have plenty of content to keep your eye on. Uh, we have the Running Hook podcast with Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes, the Battleground. Uh, with Zach Griffith, Alex Burr, Bryce Shaddy. Uh, you know, we, we've got, you know, his, the movie podcast as well. We have plenty of stuff uh, from the Running Hook Podcast Network. Uh, so just check it out. Uh, what we have you covered on the NFL right now. And uh, Zach, thank you for coming on the Lynn Sandy Podcast. Yeah, always a pleasure, David.